Hello, my friend, and welcome back or welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing and deep insights. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and today is a solo episode where I will be breaking down the seven harsh truths from Harvard's 85-year study on happiness. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products every single day. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes below, scroll through all their products, and see which ones might work best for you and your wellness needs. Then once you get to checkout, use code EVERYBODY for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 232 of Something for Everybody. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and today's episode is a solo episode of the podcast where I will be discussing seven harsh truths from Harvard's 85-year study on happiness. Now, if you're a frequent listener to this podcast, you know that I've referenced this study many, many, many times, so I'm happy to finally be diving deeper into it with some harsh truths that you need to know that came out of this study. Now, if you're a brand new listener, this is your first episode. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. This is going to be a fantastic episode as we're going to break down Harvard's 85-year study on happiness. Now, the two main buckets, the two main findings from this 85-year study were health and relationships. But there are some other really important truths that came out of this fantastic study that we're going to dive into right now on this episode. So here we go. This was the world's longest study on happiness, 85 years. That's how long the Harvard study of adult development has been running. And it's been directed by Dr. Robert Waldinger. um, And the study has provided priceless insights into human happiness. So really cool stuff there. And so number one, number one, which is one of the key findings that I've talked about is the key to a happy life is quality relationships. Listen to that again and again and again and again. The key to a happy life is quality relationships, not wealth, not fame, relationships. It's not the only thing that matters, but time and time again, this proved to be the biggest factor. It's not the only thing that matters. Of course, of course, having money is important. Things of that nature are important for the the structure of your life, but it's proved to be one of the biggest factors and the key to a happy life is quality relationships. So what does that mean exactly? That means that that's where our focus should be should be on building strong, cooperative, reciprocal, powerful, communicative relationships that that have time under tension, that pass the, you know, like, like you're really been in the trenches with these people. They know who you are. They know your traumas. They know your faults, your weaknesses, your strengths. They know things about you. And you know about them too, so they can uplift you, they can encourage you, they can hold you accountable, they can pick you up when you're down, they can celebrate you, they can do all these wonderful things that encompass 
strong relationships. And you're, you're not going to be able to build these with every single person that you meet, but with one to three people. Wow. That's powerful. Now you have more friends and peers and colleagues and things that are, that are less, um, strong, right? You still have people that you care for and you love and are part of your family or would invite to a party or whatever, but you have these one to three relationships that just are incredibly powerful and they encompass these dynamics that I think great friendships or relationships have. One, they celebrate you and they celebrate your successes even more than you do. Um, number two, they pick you up when you're down, like literally when you can't walk or something catastrophic happened, they're there for you, willing to sit in the dark with you until you see the light. And three, they hold you accountable on the things that you say. They are, they, they sort of hold you accountable when you say you're going to do something, you do it. Those are the mark. Those are the three marks of great relationships. At least I think that's at least some of the ingredients you need to have when building these strong relationships. And if the key to a happy life or a key to the good life, quote unquote, is relationships, we need to put our effort into those because relationships take time, they take effort, they take deliberate practice, they take patience, they take perseverance, they take all of these things. Just like having anything great in this life, anything great takes attitude and effort and time and work. And we have to put those into our relationships if we want to live the quote unquote good life. Next one, number two, loneliness is deadly. I mean, we're seeing the effects of that right now. Loneliness leads to chronic stress. This can have a similar effect on your health as smoking half a pack of cigarettes per day. So this just falls right in line with number one. If loneliness is deadly and the key to a great life is quality relationships, where should we put our focus? We should put our focus in creating great relationships. Now, what this means to me here is that we really have to figure out who we are. Because if we don't know who we are, we're going to be entering relationships in a non-authentic, non-genuine way. And then we're going to have to perform for those people to hold up with this mask or facade that we're trying to pretend to be because we're trying to fit in. We want to have a sense of belonging. We're trying to make friends. We're trying to put ourselves out there. But we haven't done the lonely work, the inner work to figure out who we are, our core values, our first principles, our personal philosophies, things we want and need. What can we give what are our emotional parameters? What are our boundaries? What are things that are important to us inside of a relationship and from a person, a partner, a friend? And what things do we offer to bring to the table? And so we have to figure those things out. So when we enter new groups or we find new people we want to hang out with or we enter a sports community or religious community, we can meet people as our authentic, true genuine self. And so those relationships are built on a foundation of trust and honesty. And so they can be built over the long term because we know that loneliness is deadly. So we have to go out. We have to go. out. I know it's hard. There's going to be rejection. There's going to be heartbreak. There's going to be people that treat you poorly or try to manipulate you or take advantage of you. These things are all true. Yes. And they probably will happen to you. That doesn't mean that we have to, we can't stop trying. We have to keep moving forward because that next person could be the best friend that changes your life. That next person could be the partner that changes how you view love and you love for the rest of your time. Like that next relationship that could change your life is right there. And so we have to keep moving forward in that direction, learning 
from all these previous relationships, learning ourselves, learning others, learning what we want, and then moving that into our next friendships, partnerships, and relationships, because we know that loneliness is deadly. And the way we combat that is building high quality, powerful relationships. Next one, number three, being introverted is not a disadvantage. For relationships, you want quality over quantity. You want quality over quantity. The study shows that even one or two close connections is sufficient. I mentioned that at the beginning, one to three. So the study accurately shows that one or two close connections is sufficient. So we're thinking about quality over quantity. Introversion can even be an advantage as introverts may not require as many connections to feel fulfilled. This is where we need to get to, right? One to two or three close, fulfilling, meaningful connections that bring us the joy that we want and need in this life from our relationships. So it's always going to be about quality over quantity. It's always going to be about quality over quantity. So think of that when you're entering these new environments or you're in the dating market or you're looking for new friends or you're trying to make new friends, even as an adult or a young person, whatever the case may be, all of these um, findings hold up for people, you know, in many different age groups because relationships matter no matter the age you're at. And so we have they have to be a focus for us throughout our whole lives because that's how we live the good life and we're trying to live the good life. And it's based on the quality of our relationships. And if you're introverted, don't see that as a disadvantage. Actually view yourself that you have the advantage there. You have an, you're in an advantageous position because you may not require as many connections to be fulfilled, but you're still seeking those quality connections, those close quality connections. And so we can view ourselves and our personality traits and our temperaments as advantages not as disadvantages. And that's really important to see ourselves in that way. Number four, social media can be a double-edged sword, right? Obviously. But what they mean by that is that connection from social media potentially could equal more happiness because you could potentially meet some quality relationships on there. But then there's the comparison aspect, which equals less happiness. So you have connection, which could create more happiness. You have comparison, which could create less happiness. So using social media to make genuine connections with others can create fulfillment in your life. That's 100% true. Like using them as the tool of connection and meeting like-minded people and meeting interesting people and having great conversations with them. That's awesome. It's one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast because I can meet incredibly insightful and wise people through social media and then ask to have a conversation with them. How incredible is that? And so we can use that as a way to create connection in our life. And we know that connection leads to the good life. But if you use it to doom scroll or compare or all of these things, all of these traps that social media sort of is meant to get us in, then that's going to create less happiness, more anxiety, more overwhelm, right? Speaking of anxiety, I just did an episode 230. This is episode 232. Episode 230 was all about ways to reduce anxiety. So please check that out in reference to if social media is making you feel a certain type of way, there's some things that could be done that allow you to use it in a more intentional and direct way because we have to be intentional about our time on social media. Uh, 
because we want it to be a tool that we use, not something that uses or controls us. We have to control it. And that's very important when it comes to thinking about the dynamics of social media. And so again, social media can be a double-edged sword. We know that. And so again, we have to be very intentional with the way we use social media. We have to be very focused with the way we use social media. There's an acronym that I'm really trying to think about that I found, it's called TIME. Yeah, TIME. Time is the acronym for social media and T stands for time bound. So the T you have is time bound. So that means when you get on social media, you have to make it time bound. You have to put timers and set timers about, okay, how long am I going to be on social media? And the I stands for intentional, intentional. And the M stands for mindful. And the E stands for, ooh, I don't remember what the E stands for. Uh, no, 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 let me look, let me look. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Enriching. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Thanks for staying with me. Thanks for staying with me. Thanks for staying with me. So time is a beautiful acronym to think about social media. We got this. We're good. Time is a beautiful acronym to think about social media because you have a great acronym. So T stands for time bound. So make it time bound, right? You have I intentional. Be intentional about your time on social media. What's your goal? What's your plan? What are you trying to do? And be mindful. Is it making you feel good? Is it making you feel bad? Because we know the number one way to improve our life is to stop doing things that make us feel like shit. So spending too much time on social media makes us feel bad. We have to be mindful of that and try to make some adequate choices and decisions that could alleviate that stress or anxiety based on the social media. Because we know we want to try to make connections, powerful connections on social media with people who may be into the same things that we are. But we have to be mindful about our time, what we're seeing, what we're looking at, how we're comparing ourselves and things of that nature. And then the E is enriching. Is it enriching your life? Is it making it better? Are you reading amazing news stories? Are you finding great documentaries to watch? Are you reading interesting threads about topics that you care about? Are you finding new podcasts or are you just scrolling, 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 scrolling and not really doing anything intentionally or mindfully? So time is a great acronym to think about when we're diving into social media. It's time bound. It's intentional. It's mindful and it's enriching. I'm glad I found that. And I'm glad I thought about that. I should have wrote that down before I did this episode, but I usually just look at the things that I'm trying to do and then go a stream of consciousness. So it's as natural and as organic for you guys as possible. That's why I mess up. That's why I stumble. But I think that's the most genuine way that I can do it. And the most genuine way I can do it is the way I want to do it. So appreciate you coming along with the journey. Appreciate you very, very much. So let's go to the next one, which is number five, purpose over payment. Number five, purpose is powerful. Purpose is powerful. People who have purpose in their work experience greater life satisfaction and happiness, whether it's paid or unpaid. If your career doesn't provide these feelings, try volunteering for a cause you're passionate about because being in service of others is always a good thing. So we wanna try to find our purpose. I would reference you to episode 218, where I talk about target and goal setting, but I also specifically talk about building your massive transformative purpose and what types of questions can you ask to drill down very, very, very specifically into what do I want 
and what is my purpose and how can I get there? What are the steps that I can do to take there? How can I build my value system, my first principles and my personal philosophy in relationship to my massive transformative purpose? And then how can I go about creating the little micro steps to get me there throughout my lifetime? And so again, refer to episode 218 for that because we know that purpose is extremely powerful in living the good life. Again, whether paid or unpaid. So if you have a job that you know you need to pay the bills to provide for your family, find time outside of that to be of service or volunteer in the purpose-driven uh, in that purpose-driven domain, whatever it may be, find that your life needs it because your life needs that fulfillment and joy. And you could potentially bring other people that you love into that fold with you. So you're not only doing a purpose-driven activity, but you're also deepening those relationships and showing the people that you love what you love. And that builds things together because that's part of building relationships is showing the people the thing that you love, that you love it. Or if it's something that you wanna do alone to create alone time, to create serenity, to create peace, that's also a good idea. There's many options here in terms of doing the activity that you find very purposeful. But the main thing is, find that activity, find what your purpose is as a volunteer, as a service, as a job, as a hobby, as a profession. It doesn't matter what it is, but be able to do that in service of yourself and in service of others. Very important, very powerful. A couple more here. Number six, this is the one I've talked about a lot in relation. I've talked about two findings from the study over and over and over and over and over on this, on this podcast. So I'm glad I'm finally breaking down the full study, but I've talked about taking care of your health and building great relationships. So the sixth finding on this thing is taking care of your health is crucial. We all know that. Taking care of your health is crucial. A healthy man wants a thousand things. A sick man wants only one. Unsurprisingly, very unsurprisingly, the people in good health reported much higher levels of self-satisfaction or life satisfaction. Unsurprisingly, the people in good health reported much higher levels of life satisfaction. What are the four fundamentals? The four fundamentals of being a human being. Eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. We have to focus on those four things. That's how we take care of our health. We eat, we move, we sleep, we think well as best as we can day in day out because it's an ever-evolving process for us to take care of ourselves and our health and we have to focus on it each and every day what are the little things that i can do each and every day to help me eat well move well sleep well and think well because taking care of our health is crucial it's critical and it's very extremely oh my god so important for the, the satisfaction and the just the enjoyment of your life and so start to drill down a little bit on eating moving sleeping and thinking and what are little actions what are tiny habits that you can potentially take each and every day that allow you to build this foundation of health that allow you to build your mental fitness toolkit your physical fitness toolkit your thinking well toolkit and allow you to focus deeply on your sleep patterns and how you can get more higher quality sleep each and every night and make these health habits a non-negotiable for who you are and your day-to-day -day activities. So we're drilling down, we're 100% focusing on eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. And if you want to learn how to delete and install habits or really want to learn behavior change, refer to episode 220 where I do a masterclass class 
on behavior change, which will allow you to give you the fundamentals, the foundational tools, and the foundational knowledge for installing and deleting these life-changing habits specifically related to our health. Because we know that taking care of our health is crucial. Start now, start now, start now. And the last one, which is a huge one, which I love, it's never too late to improve your happiness. It's never too late. 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 20s, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Many, many individuals reported overhauling their happiness later in life after taking conscious action to improve it. Think it's too late to be happy? Think again. It's never too late to improve your happiness. It's never too late to improve your relationships. It's never too late to start focusing on your health. It's never too late to do either of those things because if you're still alive, if you're still breathing, that means you're still here to enjoy life. And so it might as well, no matter the age, no matter where you're at, no matter how many things you've gone through, you're still here. That's amazing. You're still here. That's fucking awesome. Take advantage of that time left. Value what you have while you have it. But focus on those relationships, the quality of them, the connections of them. Focus on your health. Move your body. Eat well. Sleep well. Think well. Those two levers, those two rocks are the biggest rocks. You got to get into the container and then you just continue improving upon those. It's an ever-ending, evolving process forever. And that's what brings us the good life. And so you lay your head down for the very, very last time. Very last time before you take your final breath and you're like, yeah, that was awesome. I gave everything I had to that life. I gave my full effort. I loved hard. That was awesome. What a great life. And then you go. That's how we want to end our time here. And a couple of ways that we do that is that we go out and we create the absolute best relationships and the best connections that we can. And we go out and we focus solely on our health, on eating well, on moving well, on sleeping well, and on thinking well. And if we learn anything from the study on happiness, this 85-year study on happiness, it's those two things. That if you want to live the good life, you must focus on the quality of your relationships and you must focus on your health. Those two things will absolutely change the fabric and the texture of your life. And it's extremely important. And I urge you to start now. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into that episode. Did anything surprise you? Did anything shock you? What stood out to you the most that you could potentially implement into your life today? And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And don't forget to leave us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple, or even on Good Pods. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporter via Patreon. Patreon directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit called You Are Loved. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes below, scroll through all the tiers, and see which ones might work best for you. And I appreciate your support in advance. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please 
Please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.